0: Thank you. We are back. It's the Stay in the Game podcast, and I'm your host, Trevor Field, physical therapist and business owner of Form and Function Physical Therapy in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Welcome to the program, guys. Well, I'll tell you, this is always the time of the year where our schedule tends to get uh, quite hectic. So uh, with a couple of uh, uh, staff members out, uh, I'm, I'm back to full-time in the clinic, uh, love treating as always. And, uh, you know, it's so, I mean, one of the great, um, kind of side benefits of being in the healing arts is that you get your hands on somebody, you can make a difference. You can actually have them walk in with a specific kind of, uh, stiffness and you retest them and they're, you know, high-fiving you on the way out of their appointment that you made a difference in that day. But, um, you know, it, uh, puts the the grind on the old man from treatment and keeps me away from talking to you guys. So glad to be uh, carving out some time to talk to you about what is going on and, uh, what is going on is with February coming around, uh, a lot of people are getting out, getting more active, and uh, a lot more runners finding their way to my clinic. So we're going to have our, our big topic of the month is really runners and uh, knee pain. So uh, running with pain is you know always and forever a question uh, that we get, and uh, this seems to always be the time of the year where uh, people find us. So uh, kick back. Stay tuned. We're going to hit a lot of great information on it. The other uh, interesting thing, uh, you know, things always seem to come in threes around here. So uh, I currently have three male, three female police officers uh, that have uh, suffered some injuries, some on duty, some off duty. But uh, they've found their way to me. And uh, sadly, in some cases, they found me because what they were getting within uh, the normal traditional medical system was uh, a bit subpar. Um uh, one off-duty uh, officer uh, suffered a, a a meniscal injury and a repair um, and attempted their rehab elsewhere. We're four months out, and they do not have range of motion restored to their knee. So we're a couple visits in, and uh, happy to report the, the re- knee range of motion is uh, being restored. Much happier uh, doing what we're doing than where they were at. So um, just to, to put it out there for you guys, I mean, if you're – know of somebody in physical therapy, they're frustrated with results, there is kind of better options out there. So you just have to continue to seek and turn over those rocks. Um, I try to bring this information to you as, as much as I can, but, uh, you know, little by little it's, it's trickling out and some people are finding us. We just need to open up that tap and really get people the help that they're looking for. So if you know somebody suffering that, uh, uh, is doing so unnecessarily, you know, shoot them our way. Even if it's not me helping them, we've got a great um, grand network of physical therapists who treat uh, similarly to us. So we would love to pass that information along. We'd love to be a resource for you guys. Well, if you're suffering with any kind of pain, inflammation, uh, tissue damage, the beautiful thing about cold laser, it was FDA approved in 2002 for carpal tunnel issues. So it's been a wonderful uh, treatment that we've offered for nerve pain, sciatica, pinched nerves, uh, <clears throat> bruising, contusions, uh wounds that won't heal. So basically what laser does is it's an infrared light at a wavelength that penetrates up to five centimeters into soft tissue. So some of these deeper structures that are tough to get through, uh, that don't really respond to icing or heat. We can actually accelerate that tissue healing through the use of therapeutic laser. So, uh, yeah, that would be a wonderful adjunct. So back to our topic, running with knee pain. So all you runners out there, I want you to kind of listen in tight. So, um, There's kind of a a lot of misconceptions out there about um, providers who will give advice. Um, And one of the big issues I have with runners is is that they they fail to seek out treatment because they already are in fear of the question or the answer that being told to them is that they need to rest. Now, not every condition to me is something that we um, pull people out of their sport or out of their activity or stop them from enjoying the things that they love to do. The fact is, I mean we've got higher level runners that, you know, run professionally. So the fact that uh, you know, these are people who can't afford to be out of their sport for a long period of time, uh there's a reason why on the front of our shirts we we offer the term stay in the game. The goal is to always and forever um find a way to keep you participating in the sport that you love to do. So, understanding what's going on with the knee <clears throat> has to first and foremost be the thing that we look at because there are um just a multitude of issues that could be um, causing you pain when you run. So the classic kind of runner's knee issue that we see a lot of is that lateral knee pain, and that's actually a friction syndrome of the iliotibial band. Well, the, the issues with IT band syndrome and running, uh, for me, what I've found in our experience is that we're always looking at the core and lower back. many people will just tell you, hey, we just got to focus on hip strengthening because a weak glute or an inactive glute or you just do glute activation exercises and your knee pain will go away. Um, Complete falsehoods because you've got to take that back even several other steps to look in and see what's happening at the segmental levels of the spine. Are there core muscle groups that are uh, insufficient that are causing you to put stress on the spine? That's causing the nerve to get irritated. That causes the hip to become weak. That causes the IT band and the TFL muscle, the tensor fasciolata that connects to that IT band to become overactive that causes the it band to tighten that causes the friction at the knee. So sounds complex. I just hit you with a ton of, uh, information that, uh, seems kind of difficult to unpack, uh, as it just gets thrown at you. But the, the point of the matter, the bigger picture, the 30,000-foot view is we've got to thoroughly assess the issue and to think that, you know, just grabbing a loop band and doing kind of a crab walk, monster walk, sidestepping to build your glutes up is going to take care of your knee pain is, um, you know, just, just stop right now. <laughs> it's, it's not worth the time and energy and effort you're putting in to trying to fix your knee pain. We've got to get to the root cause of the issue. I mean, it it becomes just being that two or three year old child asking why and the, the why isn't one or two steps back. Usually it's three, four or five steps back in that process. Five whys, it's going to take you to, to get to that root issue and then start fixing the problem from the, the foundation of this thing. So, I mean, certainly you can get some success by hitting some of these surface level things, but that, that's. Superficial success is usually pretty fleeting. You find yourself constantly always and forever having to do, um, so much work just to get out and have a run. Uh, I want to try to make it easy for you guys. So ultimately if we can actually get to the root cause issue and fix it, um, the bigger picture is the more time you spend away from running, one, the less enjoyment you have. Two, the harder it is to get back and build up your base. Three, we usually start to develop so many other compensation patterns that you've got to unpack and unwind for you to be able to stay uh, healthy for the long term. Because what ends up happening is once you start to develop one injury, that compensation machine that is your body will find a way for some other area to begin to break down. So let me put it this way with this kind of uh, Runner's knee situation. So let's say we did all of this work and we found that, man, I really can't fire that glute. And it's possible that that hip flexor starts to get tight. That nerve irritation that we had in that lower back that never got addressed. The first muscle group that that nerve innervates is the hip flexor. So hyperactivity of that nerve is going to cause the hip flexor to tighten. Well, the opposing muscle group is going to get dominated because if we've got a hip flexor that's on, I can't get my glute max to fire. That's the big, strong strong hip extensor muscle, right? That should be the the power plant to drive you forward in the running um, technique. So if I can't fire that glute max, if I don't have the efficiency to use my glute or my hamstring as a hip extensor, the last muscle group that I have available to help propel me forward is my calf, So now we're going to deal with calf strains, Achilles tendonitis, heel pain, arch pain, midfoot pain, uh, possibly metatarsalgia, midfoot pain, um, great toe pain, because now we're putting all of that stress to the forefoot to try to find what you can find to compensate for those muscle groups that aren't working up the chain. So I just, really, it's, it's not for you to understand, it's just for you to kind of get the illustration that uh, to be a proper mechanic to this problem you have to understand it at a depth that's just so much deeper than grabbing some bands and doing some clamshell exercises and if you've listened to the podcast enough or you've listened to me speak enough about clam exercises, you know, it's just, oh man, you you know, you're probably dealing with somebody at a novice level of understanding of your problem. If you're getting clamshell exercises, I hate to say it. There's tons of people out there who've been uh, experienced PTs for decades that are still, you know providing therapy at a very novice level of, of performance. So <clears throat> bigger picture. So we, we talked a little bit about runner's knee, that lateral um, lateral knee pain issue. Is that something that should shut you down from running? And the answer is no. I mean, it, typically we're just dealing with a sheer inflammation issue. We're not dealing with uh, a problem that's going to become a structural um, issue that's going to shut you down. Um, in some cases with running and particularly distance running and competitive distance running, um, Particularly in kind of the the middle distances where there's you know uh, a whole lot more uh, kick at the end. So my my cross country runners, my ten and five k runners who are are going kind of balls out toward the end of these races. Um, <clears throat> these are the ones that are are just prone to you know dealing with that suffering in pain and agony. My my longer distance runners, uh, to some degree, but these, these shorter distance folks. And then my, my, my crazy ultra runners, they're their own category. Um, <clears throat> we love them, but, uh, they're just not right in the head. <laughs> uh, it comes from somebody who I myself, like, uh, I sprint, I go 90 feet at a, at a time as a baseball player. It's just the understanding of runners and the mentality of runners. It's been fun to work with them over the, the many decades and the many thousands of runners that I've seen, uh, through my doors. Um, yeah, some good natured ribbing here. We love you all. Would love to see you in the clinic and, and help you run at your best. But, um, getting back to kind of the other structural components of the knee, as I said, it's something that you can run through. We're not going to damage anything. We're not going to tear. We're not going to rip. We're not going to destroy. It's not something that's going to keep you off of your running for a prolonged period of time. So it's about somewhat your, your pain tolerances, but how can we mitigate that pain by fixing some of the root cause issues and have you working through it without shutting you down? So those are the specific kind of, of runner issues that we'd love to keep you in it. If there's signs of instability of your joint that we're at risk of, you know, you going to the operating table, then we're going to have a, a very frank conversation about, well, part- particularly we, we're going to consider your safety first. You're going to make your own decision about it, but you know, it's, it's best to have the the most knowledge and the most education in truly what's going on for you to make a best decision about what you're going to do. Obviously, there aren't going to be too many conditions where um, you're going to push yourself to need a surgery. I mean, typically what uh, would fall in that category is somebody who's possibly taken a fall, had a plant pivot twist where um, they may have compromised some of the, the cartilage or ligaments of the knee. And you're dealing with potentially some instability in the joint. Um but you would know about that. That would be something that you would probably have already sought out um, opinions, gotten an MRI, been with a good manual physical therapist who could tell you the joint's intact or the joint's somewhat unstable and and you're in a little bit of a danger zone if we're out, particularly getting out on uneven ground and running around and doing these things. That's usually not the case. Typically when we're dealing with knee pain, it, it's, it, it's usually uh, – death by a thousand paper cuts. We're dealing with trauma's repetitive action in the joint that's causing you to to create some wear and tear somewhere. And that could be the patellar tendon, the the patellofemoral joint, uh, the medial or lateral compartment where the meniscus uh, sits. Very rarely, but occasionally you'll see some MCL, uh, medial collateral ligament uh, issues with running. Um, But the bigger, kind of more common issues are going to be your patellofemoral joint, Uh, patellar tendon and medial um, compartment where the medial meniscus sits. Uh, Those are kind of issues that also uh, frequently stem from the hip core, lower back, uh, and the nervous system feeding that area. Now, when we talk about death by a thousand paper cuts, because we're constantly doing that running motion and constantly pounding, that just amount of stress, think about just whacking on a steak with a with a a mallet right that's what you do to tenderize it well running if we don't have those muscle groups in proper balance if there's an imbalance somewhere then truly we are putting an extra pounding on the joint whether that be the patellofemoral cartilage or the medial compartment the meniscus so the first stage of of dealing with issues of the knee joint from running is With that repetitive stress, that pounding causes the cartilage to begin to soften. So that is a process known as creating a chondromalacia or softening of that cartilage. Early phases of of this is not painful. You may have already developed some of this over time and and built this up. It's really kind of later stages um, uh, where... Pain starts to set in, you may actually get a bit of swelling because of the pounding on that cartilage. Your body's trying to give you those warning signs of of danger to potentially give it a break and set it settle down a little bit um, again <clears throat> if there's no structural tear, there usually is um, a good way for us to be able to mitigate some of that inflammation and for us, we use a lot of technology we've mentioned the laser it 's also very effective in dealing with some of these kind of acute um, inflammation type events from a longer run or uh, potentially these things crop up when we change footwear or we change uh, kind of some of the training regimen if we pick up mileage too fast too soon or if we change uh, working more downhill or sp- or speed work these are the kind of things that we actually see uh, a lot of these knee pain issues start to crop up so if that's happened to you I mean join the club it's it's happening to a lot of people out there. We see it frequently in our clinic and it's one that again, you can't just, um, pigeonhole this thing, look at it through uh, a narrow lens and just focus your treatment around the knee. And always and forever, if you start to see these patellofemoral issues and you have seen a doctor, the common advice is for you to train the VMO, train the medial part of that quad because you're having some tracking issues and that's the thing causing cartilage, um, pain in the joint. And man, I I shake my head. It's to me, that's the uh, orthopedic equivalent to PTs doing the clamshell exercise. It's such a default back to the eighties that, uh, it, it lacks some kind of basic understanding of how other systems are involved in the mechanics of the joint uh, and the joint as it's uh, relating to running. You've got to look up the chain. You've got to check rotational core strength. you got to see if there's insufficiency causing a rotation that's causing the knee to get into a, a poor position. Uh, it's rarely, rarely, well, I'll go with never, a, an issue of the the VMO not firing. As it turns out, each uh, segment of the quad is innervated by the same nerve. So tell me how, the, how that if the same nerve is firing the quad muscle how one aspect of the quad gets weak it's purely an issue of it's weak in relation to the other parts of the quad because of some of the mechanical faults that are happening up the chain Uh, from time to time it's from down the chain where we may have some insufficiency in your arch so these are the folks who maybe have a more flexible foot or the beginnings of some pes planus some some flattening of that foot arch and then make the mistake of going into a more cushioned shoe. So those are my folks that have a flat foot and then choose to do hokas anywhere anyways. Whew, man, it's just so much um, loss of energy uh, from one, kind of a, a flexible, lax, ligamented foot, and then having that squishy uh, sole. We've got to find a way to to generate A lever to push you forward, and that just doesn't happen when we've got a a flexible foot and then a soft soled shoe. And I'm not bashing Hoka by any stretch of the imagination. There are kind of uh, aspects of when you would consider doing more of a cushion soled. If you've got somebody who's got a very uh, rigid and flexible or high arched foot, somebody who doesn't attenuate shock very well, you may very well want to get some shock absorption from your footwear, and that would be a good indicator of of when to use a, a. type of shoe like that. Anyway, I know it's, it's, it's so technical. We've gotten uh, a little bit lost in the woods and I know this isn't a, a podcast for, for everyone. And I'm, I'm hoping my runners are following along. I know these guys are, are <clears throat> borderline obsessive about taking care of their body, uh, in a good way. So, um, if you have any questions on any of this stuff, I'm happy to kind of uh, get some clarity on it. Uh, I know some of this stuff can get incredibly technical when we get to that level of discussing it. And in case uh, some of the the providers who treat runners are listening in, I'm, I'm probably more speaking their language than uh, some of the lay folks out there. But uh, um, runners in general uh, have a fair understanding of what's going on. If you're lost, reach out. We'd love to talk. And now we can chat about running with Arthur, our old friend, Arthur, uh, arthritis, uh, can you, should you, is it even possible? I mean, it's about as simple as the other explanations to be, uh, to be certain. I mean, the first is you got to get an understanding of number one, arthritis is most, uh, uh, mostly overdiagnosed. You may have some thinning of some cartilage to really truly get a, a an accurate diagnosis of arthritis. There's a few things that have to happen. Yes, the narrowing of that cartilage needs to be present in an x-ray. You need to see some subchondral cysts uh forming in the knee you actually have to see some uh deformity in the bone where your body's trying to lay down more bone to fortify that area and kind of uh redecorate and create a new shape for the joint if all those parameters aren't uh aren't met then truly you probably don't have an arthritic condition it's probably just an overdiagnosis to uh um the finding of some narrowing in your joint Doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just that is what that is. What we need to understand is, all right, do the surfaces of my joint, when approximated, when those two joints touch, is there pain? Are we truly um, dealing with an inflammatory or contusion issue to whatever those joint surfaces are? Is it something that can be improved upon where I can get to the point where it's comfortable and be able to hop and run and jump and do the things that I want to do, or is, again, that joint grossly unstable where you're putting yourself at risk of further damage. So there's some misconceptions that, you know, just having arthritis means that you're done. It's over. Forget about it. Wrap it up. Hang up the the running shoes. It's just truly not the case. We've got to dig deeper and figure out what the structure of the joint will allow for, are the muscles surrounding and supporting that joint doing their job, or am I doing that tenderization of that steak um, analogy again? Am I pounding and pounding on that joint without, uh, you know, supporting it through all of my systems, whether that be rotational core, hip flexor, glute, hamstring, quad, calf? Are all these functioning? Are all these systems functioning together uh, to help support my joint? If not, why not? and where's that coming from? So we've got to really figure out, um, what the source is as to why we're putting excessive stress on. Is it happening on both sides and it's purely a volume issue? Is it something where I need to, you know, potentially, uh, be looking at supplementing, um, orally? Do I need to do some more regenerative medicine research to figure out, is there things I can do, uh, to preserve my joint, And I'm always going to land on the side of staying away from cortisone. Um, If you're desperate and you're in dire pain and you've tried it all, the likelihood is you haven't tried it all, but I understand the, the need to get out of pain. So I don't uh, take that away from anybody, but uh, if you can do the things you need to, to, to self-manage and avoid the, the needle, then uh, that would be my advice to you because you can actually preserve the quality of your joint. You repetitive uh injections of cortisone have been shown to uh weaken those tissues, make it a bit more brittle and uh make it a higher likelihood of actually requiring a new replacement in the future. So, uh buyer beware when it comes to cortisone, guys. Well, I hope uh, some of that uh conversation uh helps you deal with what's going on in your knee and help you make a decision of who you do work with, what you should be doing to try to take care of your joint uh, at least. Uh, putting a mind frame together about how to be able to attack a lot of these situations. It doesn't mean you've got to avoid running altogether. Uh, There are some circumstances in which you might, but you've got to get yourself in the hands of the people who deal with this on a day-by-day basis, who understand your goals, who aren't just there to tell you, take two weeks off or take this medication to get you out of pain. We've got to get to the root cause issues of these issues and and take care of it. And uh, again... Any questions about your specific concerns, I'm always happy to help. I'm always available, uh, even when uh, the clinic gets uh, (laughs) mega busy as it is getting so right now. uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. So what else can you do for these joints? Well, that brings us to the product of the month. And uh, we talk about products on our podcast frequently because we've got a product site, uh, an Amazon Web Store uh, specifically pre-shopped for some of the best products available. So our product of the month this month is Incredaware. It's a uh, performance sleeve that you can wear on this knee. So why Incredaware? Well, Incredi-f- Incredi-Wear itself is uh, semi-inductor embedded within that product. So that can help increase blood flow, reduce inflammation and swelling, accelerate your recovery, help with pain, and optimize that natural healing process. So uh, it's not just putting an Ace Wrap on it. I mean, certainly compression helps, but this just takes compression to a whole nother level with IncrediWear, that knee sleeve. So go check it out over at formfunctionpt.com. Head over to our existing patients tab, scroll down to the recommended products and check out the IncrediWear knee sleeve. So this month's health tick and trick is talking about collagen. So we talked about kind of some degenerative changes that happen with the amount of volume in running. So some other things other than just uh, getting some of the mechanics of your running under control and getting these muscle groups uh, back in proper kind of form is supplementing with collagen. So why is it important? Well, collagen is the most abundant protein in the body. It's the glue that just holds everything together. Uh, collagen makes up the skin, bone, teeth, hair, nails, eyes, connective tissue, organs, cartilage, you name it. I mean, you can probably find collagen in in pretty much all of the tissues of the body. But gram for gram, it's really truly stronger than steel, and it makes up 30% of your body's protein, 70% of the protein in the skin, 80% 80% of the protein in the bone and it makes up all the lining of your arteries, organs and intestines. So, as we age, uh, by about age of 20, we start y- losing some of that collagen from the the skin even at a percentage of 1% per year. So, by 75 years old, we've lost almost 50% of the the collagen in the skin. So, you see that kind of paper skin in our our elder population. That's the sign that we've just lost a lot of the collagen content. So, Critical to start to uh, if you're somebody who puts stress on the tissues that collagen supports, to supplement with some collagen. So makes sense. Now it's time for the staff spotlight. This month we are spotlighting Mike Wynn. So Mike earned his degree as a PT assistant from the American Career Colleges and been working as a, a PT assistant since 2018. And while attending uh, ACC, Mike worked as a personal trainer for a big box gym where he uh, developed a specialty for corrective exercises, left personal training to become a therapist to not only help his mom, who had been suffering from some debilitating pain, but to help many others who've um, suffered the same conditions and problems. So Mike is off in February, uh, traveling to his homeland uh, of his elder's in vietnam and we'll welcome him back in march but uh if you've yet to work with mike an amazing therapist you'd love to talk to him uh super cool guy mike Wynn. all right runner people if you thought we didn't have that conversation long enough there's other uh areas that i want you to check out uh, we put out a couple blogs this month um, over at uh, formfunctionpt.com talking about it- iliotibial band syndrome and its causes, as well as running with knee arthritis. So I want you to head over to the, uh, the website, formfunctionpt.com, head over to the blogs and check those out. So that's a wrap for this episode, guys. Let me know how we did. If there's anything else you guys want to hear about. Uh, you know, lean on it. Cause, uh, uh, I'm four months away from 20 years in the industry, very little. I haven't seen 16 plus thousand patients I've seen. Uh, again, uh, I've, I've seen it all at least close to it. And, uh, Would love to uh, help you guys gain some understanding about some of the issues that you're dealing with. So hit us up. Let us know what we need to talk about in the next podcast. Give us some feedback about this one. Share it with somebody who you know who runs, who's dealing with some issues that uh, might enjoy it. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share it, and we'll see you on the next one.